How are you, sir? Hey, I'm lit, fit, and I think I'm sure you're taking no shit. <laughs> I'm all quips today. <laughs> well, that'll be an exciting episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your twice-monthly podcast, temporarily delivering the juice on Joe. And this is your host, Aaron. And, you know, I've mentioned many times the emotional depth of my friendship with my two co-hosts. We go a long way back. So, you know, there's a lot of change in the old friendship piggy bank. We put each other first, or very close to it, after our significant others and, and the tots for which we were responsible. He's going to hit us up for money. I, I cherish the uniqueness, oh. the creativity, and the selflessness of these considerate, caring, thoughtful men. I'd, I'd do anything for these guys, and I, and I think they'd do anything for me. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what did you get me for my birthday? Ah, okay. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Oh, somebody does have a gift. Delightful. I texted you. Thanks. I did too. What time did you text him? Uh, it was like Caleb beat you. Down. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> by, you know, a, by a wide margin. I don't have your gift. All so. I can say is I'm really glad I checked Facebook that morning. I had I checked I double checked it because I'm like I know it's the 16th, but I couldn't trust myself. All right, so um, I've discovered it was your birthday, <laughs> and I furiously scoured Amazon for ideas, and I think I I think I found something that I I think you will like. Okay. And so let's just let's just let's just tamp it over here. All right, it's, it's really button. nicely wrapped. <laughs> it's one of those corrugate new corrugate wrapping papers that I've heard so much about. You have not opened this up yet. I have. Oh, okay. I wanted to make sure it was okay. <laughs> it's a lazy Susan. It is. <laughs> I was all right. Well, I was thinking you could you could like put your action figures on it Caleb, and like turn it really slowly, and you can like you can like admire your your transformers. On Caleb it. texted me, uh, I don't a couple of days ago, and you said, "Would you say the most of your transformers have a stance less than ten inches?" <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I was hoping it would be stable so that just don't spin it really. Yeah, see that works. And it looks really cool. Like this surface looks kind of like. So now this. you can make a video. It's like he's on Cybertron. Why is it like he's on Cybertron? Because it's like uh, little geometric shapes. All right, I'll take a picture of this. That's pretty cool. You can See, make a look. GIF of it. Every one that I found that was motorized, every complaint was like, "It's really loud when oh. it turns." All right. Happy birthday to me, Ryan. I, yeah, I don't have yours yet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Mm, yes. I will probably it's another lazy suit. <laughs> that would be amazing. I like the. Uh, I do love the smell of that thing. It's outgassing yeah. plastics nicely. Yeah, I, do. I agree. I'm sure the factory smells like that, but it's awesome. That's definitely what cancer smells like. Yeah. So, um, I ex- and, it, and it only looks lightly used. 
I, it's not you. I think it's just. It's got to be pretty new if it still smells like that. Yeah, it's not lightly used. It's just the way that that's made. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly so imperfect. I'm, I'm Thank looking, you, Caleb. You're welcome. Hopefully, when I come over, when I come over, like I'll <clears> see <throat> that you've used it, or maybe I'll never. You'll probably never see it again. <laughs> I, I need to figure out how to incorporate it. Uh, I have been thinking about things like stands for this to elevate characters on the back sure. and just provide a little more depth. I feel like it almost would be kind of cool with, you know, a bigger character yeah. that... Uh, that's a 12-inch you know. diameter. You can go oh, up to 12-inch stance well, on that thing. That's a wide stance. That's right. The senator from, what was it, Minnesota? Oh, yeah, tap his toe. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's a that's a classic reference. So, uh, yo, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Oh, I'm Ryan. I don't have a gift. I'm Caleb. I win. <laughs> Once again, two for two on the birthdays. My best friend. Yes. <laughs> so, what are we doing? Last episode, we covered, uh, some may say exhaustingly so, the <laughs> infamous uh, episode, <laughs> Dark Awakening. We so, eventually covered that episode. <laughs> season three of the Transformers. But we're back to Joe until we wrap this sucker up here. <laughs> I'm expecting to see a big drop in the weekly <clears throat> RSS feeds from last episode to this one. Yeah, and uh, I guess we don't know yet because this episode isn't aired. It's coming out tomorrow. Maybe it's a, a time travel thing. I'll, uh... Whoa. Never mind. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that Caleb had... Oh, God damn it! Seen <laughs> I feel like that's not that big a spoiler. It's really not. I mean, you're kind of getting into seen, that immediately. I haven't seen it in game. Man, I saw it last Sunday, and I tell you, the week up into seeing it, I had to, like, just scroll so fast through, like, Twitter and, like, just oh, yeah. anything where I saw a picture of any Avenger, I'm like, nope, gotta go. I've just been I've just been focusing on Game of Thrones. But that's then, what, that's what I've, been. I've also been gun shy on Twitter because of the incident. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You want to talk about that what incident? Uh, I got us banned for twelve hours. Oh yeah. Oh, was it? I thought it was twenty four. It may yeah. have been, but I, by the time I saw it, it was twelve. Okay. So what happened was <laughs> twelve of those hours where we were asleep. Yeah, because well, it was late at <clears> night that I tweeted it. It was somebody talking about the show. I think you should leave. On Netflix, which is a comedy skit show, and it's it's awesome. Like Wes and I watched a couple episodes, and one of the episodes is a baby like uh, contest where they're like it's like a reality show with babies. It. Yeah, and the, one of them great. is named Harley Jarvis, and he's like the bad boy that yeah. everybody hates. Yeah, they, yeah. And at one point they go, "We hope you fucking die, Harley this Jarvis, is cute little baby." And the, so the person on Twitter talking about that show was specifically talking about that episode, and I replied to them and I said, "I hope you fucking die, Harley Jarvis." And they liked it, and that's what got us flagged for like use how, of language. I like how Ryan's like, but they liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, no one's, gonna, no one's gonna go and like watch the comp. No one's gonna go to the trouble of putting it in context to understand it, so that no, you don't I under, get banned. I understand that it's a, an algorithm. It's just like that's like just some of the horrible like racist shit I've seen that's allowed, and that's what gets flagged. True. It's true. So Good the, job, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when Caleb discovered that we'd been banned, I think you were trying to like something yeah. that somebody else put I was out there. Actually, well, I was and trying to like all, I was trying to <clears throat> do things with right. our account, right, right. essentially. You know, be the be the VP of social media enterprises mm -hmm. that you are, and the uh, so you sent the. The, a screenshot of that notification. Then I went in and tried to like something. I got the same notification. And we were talking about it when we discovered it. for, And we, you didn't chime in for a good hours. And I was like so flustered by it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting to the bottom of this. There's what's make, happening here. I'm going to submit a ticket. And I, said, <laughs> I did submit a ticket, which has not been answered yet. But I, in that, I said, 
Uh, look, uh, there must be some miscommunication here because we're a pretty innocuous account in that way. So, you know, uh, let us know. Like, And also, I was a little annoyed because I was like, they banned us. They didn't tell us why. They just said, it, you're the, banned. The problem was <laughs> that I had already fixed it by that point. Right. So That's an extra problem. You, yeah. So, uh, so, so I submit that ticket. Then you come back and... And give us the info on what on what probably got us got us our ban, and now I'm we I still haven't heard back. We're a low priority ticket oh, yeah. answer, yeah. and but I, they do say they'll you know within three days or something like that they'll they'll respond. But, but now they're going to respond and say here's why we did it. They're going to give us the visual evidence of what you did, and now in my head it's like. Not worth it enough to go back and accept because yeah. now it looks like we tried to cover it up on purpose. <laughs> and also, um, and so now I've got to say, first of all, we didn't cover that up. I didn't know about you, that. This is actually three of us. There's, there's no, no to yeah. go to the you don't have to no, say anything. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> there's no reason on. to say anything at this point. I've given up. But they do make a point of saying like repeated offenses will get you banned permanently. I don't want this to count as an offense. Yeah, but it's are stupid. you thinking that there's going to be more offenses in the future? I mean, we have this guy on our team. That's true. Listen, that's the one thing. I, I'm not offensive, like publicly. <laughs> I'm not offensive privately. Here's what here, here's here's what Ryan said. I was, I was like, maybe it's a copyright issue, or um, I don't know. Ryan puts perverted stuff up there all the time. I know. Hardcore porn. Yeah, and then Aaron's Twitter. like, "Well, porn is allowed," and I'm like, "That's true." And then Aaron, and then Ryan comes in and goes, "Sorry." I forgot to explain this earlier. I commented on somebody's post about a comedy show on Netflix, which I watched, watched, and I put a quote in there from the show, but the quote said something about, fuck you, I hope you die. So that's what they're saying we violated, so I just deleted it. And Aaron goes, I see. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that response, I was like, oh, I think he's mad. Because <sighs> he, he went all that, because he, he hot, he jumped up and started, I'm going to make, I'm going to submit a <laughs> ticket and get to the bottom of this. And submit. Yeah. Anyway, well, we're we're back. We're, we're back, back, baby. We're back. It's been a couple weeks. Are you guys all rested up from that marathon <laughs> recording session? I was I was in bad shape. You were oh, sick. Oh, that's true. That's and true. plus, we were together for like four hours. It was. I a fell long asleep. Session. I fell asleep during it. <clears throat> TFCon Toronto is upon us. Are you guys going to go to that July fifteenth? I no. think you know that we're not. <laughs> no. Well, I there was one. Was there not talk at some point? There's always talk. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm not I would love to go to every Cross con. that off the list. <laughs> uh, TFCon DC is upon us. October. You guys want to go to that birthday trip for Jet? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It depends on so many factors. Like, because my, my girlfriend is actually applying for a new job. And if she gets it, she probably won't be doing the marathon in KC. That, or the half marathon she's wanting to do in KC during that week, uh-huh. and I may or may not be doing it with her, and then it's contingent upon that, and then also if I want to have a Halloween party or something, but... Halloween, or ultimate Halloween party at uh, sounds Sounds like a no-brainer. If you go to, to TFCon DC, you get out of having to run a marathon. Well... <laughs> I would, there you go. I like running. I just recently That's, did the 80s uh, uh, 5K. That, uh, which is amazing packs. because you, you like running, but you really don't like going the, anywhere. Well, you don't go anywhere. You end up right back where you started. Um, but I, well, I'm on crack. Anyway, but yeah, I, I don't know. I a, still find it ironic. I, it's weird. <laughs> it's the only exercise I enjoy. <clears throat> I think we should consider it. Okay. okay, I'm definitely. Con- I would definitely consider it. I'm and provided that uh, I'm in a monetary position to do so. Right. I honestly think that we, sh- if we decide to do it, we should decide early, and we should actually and often. have a table 
and we should do a, another platform. Some more merch? Presentation. Oh. And well, we should make more merch for that table, and we should do a presentation. Just the Lonely Shockwave one? Uh, no, I mean, you know, an hour. Yeah. There's more to do. That was fun. I really thought yeah, it was a good, it was good time. Fun. I'm still high off of it. The uh, an idea that Melody reminded me of that I think would be a cool idea draw for the table is if we sold T-shirts. At, remember that Ice Cube T-shirt that I got you at the Austin mm-hmm. City Limits Festival? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the way that was produced is really cool. They hand cranked it <clears throat> through uh, like an old timey yeah. press huh. to apply the ink right in front of you. And we could do that, like if we had these one color shirt designs, I could just bring a screen, screen set up printing. and we could just do a little whoop whoop and I've got a dryer as well. So we could just do a whoop whoop, seal I'll, it in and hmm. give it away. It could I be a fun idea. little theater. Yeah, yeah. Like like pulled I, saltwater taffy. I have That's an right. idea. We should sell the merch that is languishing on our online We website. don't have that much left, do we? Uh, well, I was going to get to that. Uh, we only, I uh, was actually going to get to it at the end of the show. It was a very limited quantity. Oh, very really? low, yeah. If really. you recall, Aaron gave away a lot at uh, L.A. So, what an epic 100. We talked way too much. I got drunk. You can hear my mind slowing down as the show progresses. Uh, it was exhausting uh, after I listened I, to I it again. I can pinpoint the exact moment where yeah. this flip, the switch flips. I, I, do. I don't understand your inebriation cycle it's because fast. you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, and then bam, yeah. instant drunk. <laughs> yeah, there's been multiple don't episodes know. where like, yes. it's just like immediately. Yeah. It's fascinating. Well, one good thing that came from it is we made a new friend, uh, Dreadnoughts, a mysterious character yes. that I yep. guess is an amalgamation of the... G.I. Joe villainous team. Uh, I guess. Do you think it is? He made an appearance on Mike Cybert Radio. He's getting yes, out there. He's <laughs> already doing press. He's doing the podcast circuit. Let's see. I turned 41. Oh, file card challenge <laughs> check-in. G. My Joe. G. My Joe file card challenge check-in. Uh, Caleb, while I look up the one, the last one that's been submitted, will you refresh the listener on what the G. My Joe file card challenge is? Sure. You create a uh, G. I. Joe file card, and then you throw it in your trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, you can post it to Twitter at apoddcast, hashtag gmyjoe, and basically you go to joecustoms.com, and that provides a template for you to right. uh, create your profile, yep. and you could throw that in the garbage. <laughs> you, could, you could frame it, yep. or you could post it and enter our contest, in which you're going to get... All the APD swag, APDC swag, yep. rather, and some special art that Ryan yes. is working on that's Joe-centric. Ooh. And we have a new submission. We do. And this submission comes from Professor, Professor Insane. Insane. Yeah. Really, uh, he, I think his entry is inspired by Ryan's uh, well, APDCAD. A little peek behind the, maybe, a little peek behind the curtain is he said he had to make it a dick joke in order to get, work up the energy to actually do it. Sure. Right. Professor Insane, among the contingent, I'm assuming, of people who want us to hurry our way yes. through this uh, I mean, G.I. Joe like, journey. Get, get this over with. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ryan, Landall is at Insane Galvatron, so. Right, yeah. I do all the talking, Ryan. Would you mind to read this, uh, this sure thing. profile there? Should I do it in the APDC AD voice? Sure. Just, <clears throat> sure. Codename, Hugh Rection. Sniper, primary military specialty, cougar hunting. Social security number, 69 G-Spot. Birthplace, BFE, Georgia. Born and raised in Southern Appalachian Mountains, Hugh Rection was fascinated by his older cousins. <laughs> Having an affinity for them instead of people his own age meant he skipped a lot of school to hang out with older people. <laughs> 
In his teen years, he spent a lot of time outside the local bars picking up older women. As part of a plea bargain to avoid jail time for incest, he joined the military. Preferring the more seasoned opponents, huge erection is the master of his long rifle. He can find and hit the smallest and best hidden target. His accuracy and stamina can be most satisfying. His biggest weakness is tight spaces with no room to swing his big barrel. He is, he is also only good for one mission per day. After expelling all his ammo, he needs a nap to recharge. <gasps> <laughs> That's a so I, I really like this uh, profile. Very clever, and uh, I think the part that made me laugh the most uh, was his biggest weakness is type space, tight spaces, and just, uh, one mission per day. I like the one, one mission one per day. day, and it's just it's a picture of a dude with a very powerful mullet. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a classic uh, redneck, redneck meme Is it? image. Yeah, the uh, the thing that he goes, he keeps dipping his toes into incest. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't really. He uh, doesn't really like it's, totally go all the it way. It seems to be it. all over the map between young incest he, and old women. Yeah. <laughs> he almost. He almost he did time as part of a plea bargain to avoid it. Was it with his older cousins? Would it not be his older cousins who would get in do trouble we, for that? Do we really want to go go in, think about that? Uh, well, I'm just saying, uh, insane okay. professor, insane at insane Galvatron. If you want to update this with more of the incest no. tales, I'm no, on the edge of my no. seat. You can't get away. Like I mean, no. if Pornhub is to be believed, no. everybody's into it. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm glad that there's another. G- I'm glad that he. Contributed. I'm glad there's another G. He's in the hat. Yes. Do we have three now or four? I don't know. It depends on if you count the ones you guys have made. No, we're not we do those. not. I've got one in progress, so uh, well, that, that should would, be ready. That won't, that won't, that won't count <laughs> by either. the time this is over. I want to enter it in at the very end and then win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you just we don't send anything out. You just keep it all here in the ark. I feel like what I'm working on is uh, I want to I want to make uh, mm-hmm. share the character share. Um, and, and that, inspired by her uh, amazing performance in the Turn Back Time video, GI Joe recruited her. And oh, and, uh, I like that because you know, the video she's on a naval she's on exactly. a naval ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll I, I actually am very intrigued by that. Or I just threw it away and I'll never work on it. That's, okay, great. That's no. the it's a one like note that, joke. I like, <laughs> I like that. So uh, before we get into the episode, shout outs, uh, shout out to Twitter who banned us. <laughs> But we already went into that. And also shout out to uh, a new person that's shown up on the Twitter scene. Yes. Uh, Shockwave at One Lonely Con. Lonely Shockwave has joined the Twitter sphere. Uh, I feel like we know who this is, I believe, in real it's, life. But I like to keep it a mystery to no, everybody it's just else shockwave. out there. It's just, it's just Lonely Shockwave. Shockwave. All right. And, you know, tweet after tweet, I think he, he proves out. Why he is lonely? <laughs> I I like I I hand it to uh, I, he's on the nose. Really <laughs> For example, May twelfth, called mom today. Heard Megatron laughing in the background cleaning his barrel. Hashtag what a dick. Yeah. So if you, I encourage all Twitter users, if you come across one lonely con uh, on the Twitter sphere, put him in his place. I mean, he's there. He's there to be a punching bag for us. Oh, are you encouraging <laughs> abuse? I would. I, mean, I yeah. would say f- friend him and maybe try to like. I was going to say make him reach feel out. Welcome. Reach out. Yeah, well, You're just look who's the ginger ale of the podcast now. It's <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> 
So, last episode recap. Let's take a little journey through the veil of remembrance and, and, and recap this episode from a goddamn month ago. Uh, we sat in the jury box of... Is it jury or drury? Jury. That's a college. Jury. We sat in the jury box what, of what the, of the trial of Cobra Commander and learned the history of Cobra Law. Cobra Law used to kick all the ass, but then climate change and evolving humans forced them into hiding in the cold, cold mountains... Uh, Cobra Commander used to be a handsome, bald man until an unfortunate lab accident left him butter-faced from the toxic waste. He went from an 8 to a 4, but he managed to maintain that yoked-out torso. Yes, mm-hmm. he was ripped. Cobra Law hates inorganic technology, but they equipped Cobra Commander with lots of it anyway, and in fact, they need the most advanced technology yes. available to complete their plan of blossoming mushrooms in outer space to turn people into zombies. Okay. Uh, Cobra Commander is found guilty... Of his crimes, a uh, failure, by the way. He gets, a, he gets a dose of the spores and is thrown in with the Joes. And then we shift to Falcon, who gets chucked from a chopper to hook up with Sergeant Slaughter and the Renegades. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to get in to the Jover view, Daddy's disease. <laughs> what we're doing. You don't have to walk. You can, you can run. run. <laughs> I love that line. It's pretty good. So we kick things off at around 5137. We're back at Cobra La. And uh, some guards are dragging Cobra Commander to the pen where the Joes are kept. He is screaming. It is very off-putting. Yeah, shipwreck, though. (laughs) I'm glad to see him. He says, save my bones for Davy Jones. (laughs) (laughs) The phrase means nothing. Is this his only line in the movie? (laughs) I I do not know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. What what does that even mean? I googled it. I thought maybe it was some... You know Davy Jones' lock. I get that, but I just figured it was a phrase people said. No, I think they probably... I think the writers probably took up Davy Jones' reference and mashed it up. Yes. And why does he have to rhyme? Why does so many people have to rhyme? Well, as I I had a note about that in just a second where Roblox says, forget that, man. Remember the plan. When they open the gate, we're gone. And I expected that to rhyme at the end and it did not. Yeah. He he started his rhyme and then he just let it fall off. And I think we'll see more of that. I think think it's, well, it works. They had to say something instead of ship. Actually, I would have liked this if Shipwreck would have looked out and been like, Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we there are a lot of one shit per movie, I think. So that'd be more of, actually, Well, from a military, if, if he was actually in the Navy, he would have probably actually went like, holy shit, what the fuck? Fuck my ass! Yes. <laughs> but, like, since this was, they did never release this in the theaters, they would have taken it out anyway, so. Roadblock, as Ryan alluded to, he, he's formulating, the, or letting us know that there's a plan. <laughs> and the plan is basically that they're going to get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, every prisoner's plan. <laughs> <laughs> and and ladies, I'm sorry in advance. The Cobra Law Guard jams a giant fucking rhinoceros this beetle made me laugh in, so hard. into another wall gyna, which activates the gate. Even Led Zeppelin couldn't have dreamed up this kind of uh, mystical fuckery. Just shove a fucking stag beetle into a sideways puffy vagina, and it makes a splorch sound. <laughs> oh, God. He just ripped a horn off there. Yeah, Roadblock rips a horn off. And, and the Joes come out swinging. You'd think okay. the guards would have been a little bit more prepared for this. They jump the guards, throw some of them into pits that have fields of claw-like weeds that remind me a little bit of level 7 in Mario 3. Uh, the Joes are all I taking I was thinking off. more Contra. Oh, yeah. Probably is more Contra. They leave poor Cobra behind on the ground. Yeah, they're, they're, they leave Cobra behind. Cobra Commander. Commander is like, you know, help a brother out. Uh, Serpentor and Galobulus are kissing each other's ass when they notice some commotion. Serpentor freaks out. 
Uh, but old uh, Galabi stays chill over there. <laughs> Quick kick directs the Joes towards what he believes to be the exit. Cobra Commander tries to tell him it's a trap, but only Roadblock can heed the warning. Any thoughts on this sequence here? Um, the old, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, the, the next thing I had coming up was involving Snake Eyes. Some vines grab the Joes and lift them into the air. Quick Kick is being strangled. Snake Eyes is using his sword that sounds like a bullet ricochet sound I effect. thought it sounded kind of like Hot Rod using his like uh, little handsaw on the vines, oh, the aquatic maybe. vines. We'll have to compare that. Um, but also, fucking <clears throat> Snake Eyes still has his sword and grenades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. would have taken his sword away from him. Well, and I think we discovered that, was it Lady, Lady J? Lady J has her, her arrows. Has her bow and arrows. Oh, so. yeah. But then also, I'm like, obviously, what is happening where they maybe Cobra Law just is not concerned because they get captured pretty easy. Yeah, it doesn't right. really matter, does it? Right. They, maybe, they, they maybe, like to give them think, a false sense of hope. What's that thing that, that reference, like, you know, have you have Serpentor throwing the snakes and the... the they just keep coming back. Oh, like the the, the hammer space or bag of holding or whatever. Whatever that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I would imagine that Joe characters had the same thing. Like Snake Eyes just couldn't <laughs> always draw swords out, and Lady J has an infinite supply of arrows. That sure. technology seems like it's way more advanced than the BET. It well, it's it's just a fan thing. That's it's, like it's it's, sure. a, it's a convenience. It's explaining. Yeah. Yeah. Unlimited models. bullets. Unlimited bullets. Right. <clears throat> so I don't have to reload. So uh, Lady J is being pulled up into the sky. It turns out there is no escape from Cobra Law. Cobra and Roadblock, Cobra Commander and Roadblock strike a deal. The Commander will show Roadblock the way out, uh, but Roadblock's got to take Cobra Commander with him. And and maybe not rhyme so much because, I mean, it's cool at first, but it gets annoying. Roadblock's, he's a, he's a, a, he's a strong character in this movie. Yeah. And he's like, my, my buddies. Like, you feel sorry for him, and then he has to put up with a lot of bullshit. I mean, he, like, the rest of the movie. Like, he's, he's essential. <laughs> true. He's probably the strongest Joe character in the whole movie. I think he gets probably, the, like, at least a third of the screen time yeah. from the other ones. Like, yeah. Falcon, maybe, and maybe Duke, but... I, I, I think he, him and and maybe Sergeant Slaughter have the most integrity of anybody in this movie as a Joe. <laughs> I did like where he strikes up the deal with Cobra Commander. I spent a lot of time wondering how you would turn someone's eyeballs inside out, which is the threat he uses. Like, if you betray me, I'll turn your you, eyeballs. You, I know how you do it. You, you turn someone's eyeballs inside out with the bones of Davy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm glad all the rhymes are connected. So, <laughs> they, so they strike that deal, and Roadblock is like, fine, but then he and Cobra Commander just walk towards a tundra in, in just plain sight of everybody. I was thinking that maybe, you know, he knew a hidden passageway or something I think that's the implication. Like that. It's the water. It's the water. Oh, I see. Like, he, that's he where does get like, out. Like, like, but they have to expose themselves for a brief period of time. And, yeah. and, and uh, you know, Globulus sees them. He sends Nemesis Enforcer over to mm-hmm. dispose of them. Mm-hmm. And, and that is where Nemesis Enforcer, a.k.a. Uh, I've put down Frank Welker, but it's not Frank Welker. It's uh, Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen no. throws some blindness right in Roadblock's right. face. And uh, Roadblock still manages to get in a few Oh, yeah, punches. he catches his fist and punches him. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. While Nemesis Enforcer is on the ground, Roadblock picks up Cobra Commander, who is acting as his eyes, and they run off a cliff. I love this part where he says, I'll be your eyes. And then he says, run, and points in the direction to run. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's not doing a very good job, really. But and, and I thought so. I always thought that them running off a cliff was an accident because of Cobra Commander's incompetence. No, I think being that's, his eyes. That's no, where they were but going. He the knew that there was win. that secret river that got out okay. got out of there. So All he right. made them run down there. I mean, which and this part where they're in the river, like. It, it, Buzz Dixon touches on this, but you you got to just give some stuff away to fiction where, like, that water would be so cold. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Well, although it does seem that there is sort of a tropicality to this yeah. little cobra. Sure, but it's got to dump out somewhere. Well, none of the look. None of this makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so let's just go with it, all right? <laughs> all right. But you have to have... Anyway, I just wanted to mention that that's why we don't address it. <laughs> it is a cool, almost alien landscape with the plants, the spiky plants, and the, there's these catacombs in here. Um, so they run off the, the, into the river. They're underwater for a long enough time that Nemesis Enforcer can that's scan fast the river. scene very quickly, and he flies off as we transition to the next scene here. At 5508, the Cobra peeps are walking through the field of spores, <laughs> and these spores are starting to launch. And as Serpentor notes, they still need the BET mm-hmm. to fulfill the plan. And the and launches are cool. They are cool. We go real quickly back to Cobra Commander and uh, Roadblock. Cobra Commander at this point is depressed, <laughs> to say the least. And he says, "Useless, all oh, useless." And his mind's starting to go. It is. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the truth. And and. He uh, Roadblock is trying to tell him to keep it together, and that's when Cobra Commander delivers Caleb's favorite line: mm-hmm. "Once a man, <laughs> something like that." Like, yeah, I was once, once a man. man. A man. <laughs> this, this helmet comes off. Cobra yes, Commander's faceplate face comes off, and Roadblock retrieves it, and he's like, "Hey, this is your faceplate." <laughs> the animation Cobra... in this section is really quite, quite good. It is yeah. absolutely. Uh, Cobra Commander says something very weird. <laughs> At this point, so Roadblock is like, if this is your faceplate, and Cobra Commander says, was my faceplate just like I was once a man? Yeah, it's, it's a sad It's like, moment. change the record, it's, I get it's it. Depressing. It's, it's depressing, but it's fascinating because we finally get to see, you finally get to see Cobra Commander's face. And it is gross. <laughs> it is but very, it's all messed up, you know? It's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, it's scary. And you get to see the inside of his faceplate, which is, I remember that was being fascinating, because the yeah. inside of his faceplate is all this electronics. It's very techy and Did you? It's, yeah, it's, the, it's almost, it's, it's like seeing Darth Vader. I mean, that's it's just the, like that. That's a little, well, it's no, like, I'm, I'm kidding. You're it's right. It's like that. that kind of, I, it was for me. Anyways. Except this, instead of a crusty old white man on the inside, that's right. It's this uh, multi eyed serpent yeah. face here. This, did you guys ever see the movie <clears throat> Enemy Mine with uh, uh, Dennis Quaid? Uh, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is what this reminds me of. Cobra Commander's yeah. reptilian version reminds me of the alien from Enemy yeah. Mine. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, go out and watch Enemy Mine. How. I hate his that teeth situation. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be just a different colored scale. Yeah, but it does look like teeth. Yeah. So you think it was miscolored? Well, when he talks, it doesn't look like their teeth to me. It kind of does. I, I think it's, it's just, <laughs> it kind of does. Anyway, so yeah, they're they're getting out of there. He he does his first was once a man. <laughs> Do you guys assume it's that a, it's a pretty cool scene? Yeah, I assume. Tell me if you guys back me up on this, that those eyeballs are actually from his first mutation. Yes. And so those are remnants of when he still had a more humanoid face, but just extra eyeballs. Yeah, from a couple episodes ago, whenever he mutated, and I asked, so under that faceplate, does he have a bunch of eyes? I think that's the implication, is that he did, and they just changed 
into this reptilian version. Oh, he is unfuckable now. He's a real butterface. <laughs> More spore rockets take off. Cobra tells Roadblock that unless they hurry up and get to the Joes, uh, the world is in Barney. Barney Rebel. Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Speaking of Joes, the the sun rises over a rocky desert this, landscape. Okay. This music that plays mm -hmm. over the renegade base, mm -hmm. it sounds like something I expect to be under, like, gnomes gathering acorns. It's so cute. But then the base looks like something from beyond Thunderdome. I love it. They're just eating big, huge ribs. Yes. Look at all the plates. On I the know. Table. There's there's conservatively a hundred plates on that table. So we see the slaughterhouse, which looks it's a makeshift training yard, and and as we were alluding to, the fortress itself appears to be welded out of parts of various <laughs> planes and ships and mm -hmm. towers and sundries. It looks like an art project. Uh, inside the slaughterhouse, and uh, as you guys were saying, it seems that the name for this fort may not just be a cute riff on Sergeant Slaughter's name because <laughs> we see Sergeant the Renegades feasting on what must be 18 pigs. Like, yes, they're massive ribs. Ribs for miles, and so it's possible this is an actual functioning slaughterhouse. <laughs> um, and, and plates are stacked to the ceiling. It's buffoonish. The awesome I drawings. I mean, look behind it on all the plates on the counter, even. Like, yes. Well, and to your point on the music sounding like a, an elfin village or something mm -hmm. like that, their furniture looks like it's straight, and their like the counters they're look in, like it's, it's true. Out of they're, they're in the Shire. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. It does, it does really, look like an English in village interior. Um, but uh, and, and we just saw a lot of really good drawings uh, in the previous sequence. Not so much here. It looks very silly. Falcon walks in, he's missed breakfast, and because, you know, Sarge is going to be a dick to him, he puts him on KP duty immediately, and oh. then straight out to the yard for some training. <laughs> Just like when it cuts back from Sarge throws the napkin into Falcon's face and says, you're on KP duty, and then the chest. camera pans up from Sarge's tits. It's weird. <laughs> like, it, it's, my eyes are up here, disease. <laughs> <laughs> There is a fair amount of male body show-off sequences, like well, yeah. sure. trying to do Sergeant Slaughter is glistening muscles. Huge. <laughs> yes, These guys. Checked. We'll have to look up and compare the animated Sergeant Slaughter's body to the real one, because the real Sergeant Slaughter was a big guy, but yeah. I don't think he was oh, as not like this. Chiseled. Not, nobody is. <laughs> nobody like looks like this. Sorry, nobody looks like this. No. So, uh, next up we see tire exercises, mm -hmm. pull-ups, wrestling with his teammates. Yeah. You know how they do at the slaughterhouse. Even Rocky had a montage. It's a good old montage, <laughs> yeah. And Duke, at this point, and Sergeant Slaughter, they're, they're having a little call on the side, and he's telling um, was, telling Sergeant was, Slaughter that the, the renegades mm -hmm. need to infiltrate the terror drum to figure out, you know, what's going on with the Joe's captured friends in the Himalayas. He, he does confirm that it's the Himalayas. This is the first mention that's true. where it's actually the Himalayas. Good 
point. He also asks about Falcon, who the Sarge believes has, has potential. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter has a chin like Bruce Campbell. It's a, it is a very impressive chin, yes. Very powerful on the screen. Mm-hmm. Here is where some extra ludicrous things start to happen. So, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Sarge briefs the team. Uh, they're going to the Terradrome. Falcon, who's trying to show off a little bit, says, Hey, we should do it with no weapons. And Sarge says... Yeah. <laughs> and the, the ex-Cobra agent is like, that's suicide. And Sarge is like, we're doing it. <laughs> it's like, what well, is a terrible idea. I'd be like, yeah. It's... And the not having weapons never comes back because they almost instantly have weapons. Yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. Did they steal them from yes, the armory or they something could, like they that? They infiltrate first the armory. Well, it's okay. If you, if you stole the weapons, you didn't well, bring them with you. There is actually a reason behind it. Buzz Dixon says later, there is an actual military reason to not bring weapons on recon. Better yet, no clothes! Yeah. No <laughs> What's the matter? Can't take it? He's, he's handing out blindfolds. <laughs> <laughs> so, we then transition to a scene of the BET being lifted from the back of a truck while uh, Joe's Scarlet mainframe, Look Leatherneck, Lifeline, and Doc. Is. <laughs> There's a very big yeah. truck. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know what roads that thing <laughs> is driving on. But they're all patting themselves on the back for how great their plan is to hide. Cobra will never find us. <laughs> to hide the BET in a civilian security lab. But of course, the Baroness has been spying in disguise this whole time. She She's was, very happy about she, it. Too. She runs out of the lab <laughs> laughing maniacally. And, you know, I feel like, hey, she maybe looks, you don't run away so suspiciously <laughs> the very second you've seen the BET. She looks great, by the way. Oh, I mean, her hair. She Absolutely, definitely yeah. uses Perk Plus. Yeah. Conditioner and shampoo. I will together. say that uh, Baroness <clears throat> always on fleek. <laughs> Thank you, 2009. <laughs> she, uh, like, I will say, G.I. Joe, like, many, many uh, uh, comparisons to the Autobots, their security is garbage. Uh, yeah. But then we'll see in a second, Cobra is not much better. I will say the lab to me from the exterior kind of looks like a Jawa Sandcrawler. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, so, I also would say that, like, she could wait to take off her disguise until after she gets off the facility. And it's I not very cinematic. Even better yet, like, just finish your shift, clock out, <laughs> leave, leave like you normally would, and then take off your head. Yeah, because laugh then, in the but background. Then we wouldn't, then we wouldn't know. But today was Sarah's birthday, and they were going to have cake in the commons. <laughs> She's going to wait around forever. <laughs> okay, well... The head of espionage, she <laughs> she uh, runs on some pipes and jumps the fence and gets out of there. She's great. <clears throat> the That's Renegades great. and Falcon show up at the Terradrome in their devilfish sneaky boats, <laughs> and they throw some blankets on top oh, of them. Go back. Look how uh, look how uh, Sergeant Slaughter rolls up on his. <laughs> he does have a Washington crossing the Potomac yeah. pose. Yeah. He's he, so he, big he can't sit down. He just in rolled it. up like that. I feel like he had that to awesome. drive it half standing up. Yeah, he like did. That's great. Uh, they throw some blankets on top. Ex-Cobra Mercer directs them <coughs> to some air conditioning vents. As the old crawling through the air ducts trope. You'd think that they would have discussed it before showing up as opposed to, we're here now, what do we do? They're a real fly-by-the-seat-of-their-pants <laughs> operation. Well, they have no weapons. Um, I, I was just going to say one little thing on the crawling through <coughs> the air ducts thing. Uh, it is discredited now, but it has happened in real life. 
Um, Frank Morris and two accomplices escaped Alcatraz through air ducts uh, in 1962. And they had a, it was, I fell down a rabbit hole of this story because they made a raft out of 50 raincoats stolen over the course of several have you, weeks. Have you never, have you never seen the, the Clint Eastwood movie about escape from Alcatraz? I think I may have only they, seen one they Clint made, Eastwood movie. They made paper mache yes, heads. heads. Yeah, yes, it, they did. And they were never found. I th- it's suspected they probably died, but nobody, But there's evidence that they may not have. Yeah. Um, it's usually very unsuccessful and dangerous. Did you guys hear about the guy who got stuck in the Chinese air, like, um, uh, grease duct? Mm-hmm. Is it a Chinese grease duct? Yeah, it was Chinese. I'm sorry. It was a Chinese um, restaurant. This guy uh, was trying to break in, and he went through the, the shaft above the the, the, the vent above the, Stupid. the grill. Yeah, he got stuck. Yeah, he got stuck in there for two days. Couldn't move. Were and they like, cooking food while he was stuck in the there? Do- the place was closed, and it was a nearby establishment where the guy who was here and like, <laughs> the pictures are harrowing. He's just so covered in grease. Looks like a monster. <laughs> I want to see that mug shot. They, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't even clean him up for it. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. just looks like a sludge monster from Star Trek. So the Joes are climbing up to that vent, and I just I didn't notice this before the the security to get into it. Look, they don't change the code first of all, so right. uh, so we can just get in there. Everybody knows you need to update that shit like and, every month or so. And also the strange alien symbols that the are used to, yeah. on the keypad here. They they get in the they get in the air conditioning. They overhear Serpentor giving a big speech. They know where the BET is. They're going to get it. They're going to haul it back to Granny's body house. And then <laughs> nice. they are going to, uh, you know, take over the world, of course. Uh, so Falcon's going to alert G.I. Joe. The Renegades are going to take out the armory. Sergeant Slaughter hangs from the ducks. <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, he, using some uh, stunning circus acrobatics, Taurus... Shimmies down Sarge's body. It's quite crazy. And uses his legs to grab and kidnap one of the vipers. <laughs> Just yoink. Another thing about Sergeant Slaughter, doesn't matter how dark it is, how light it is, them shades ain't coming off. <laughs> <laughs> I think he sleeps with them on. He when he gets punched by Nemesis, Nemesis Enforcer, Enforcer, those shades stay on. It, well, and we'll see some more Nemesis Enforcer action. I'm going to keep an eye out for the shades. Right. Uh, yeah, and right. what watch them shades. Upcoming. I think they that's in the move. next episode. I think they're stapled to his head. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just. Yoink. Maybe they're not shades. Maybe that's organic. Maybe that's part of his body. Maybe I think he's just like staple them to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the punching from yeah. what's his face. Mm-hmm. The the. Uh, I can't remember his name. The circus acrobat guy into the Viper's face plate. That's Taurus. Thank you. Uh, That is the second reflection-based punch that we've seen in this Mm -hmm. movie. These guys are taking over the armory. And uh, we get, uh, as that was happening, that whole body grab thing, we got a Metal Gear Solid, huh? (laughs) Moment. As Viper number two realizes that his pal is gone. So they're knocked out. The team takes what they want, and they plant a bomb on the rest. Uh, the renegades they charge more vipers who flip their table over, their poker table over, mm-hmm. to take cover, and a laser fight ensues. An alarm is pulled. The lasers at this part are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do look great. They're a little petite, but they uh, the detail on them, especially the sparks yeah. and all that, looks really cool. It's mm-hmm. Good stuff. 
So then we get to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that guy with the intruder mask. That is a televiper. So yeah. so we are at uh, uh, inside the communication room. Falcon is still in the ducts at this point. Uh, the word intruder wipes across <laughs> the televiper's face. And are we to believe his visor is displaying this, or is it a reflection of well, a screen? Because well, it should be backwards if it was a I reflection. Mean, look, this, but... this same kind of thing happened on the animated mm. series, I think. That, I mean, that was part of the... Is it the televiper thing? It's like right. whatever was going on would uh, go across their mind. What is it? Think, and they, they, they wouldn't put them obvious. They wouldn't can't put them backwards because you gotta. The did they not talk? Um, I don't know. What do you think, I think it they says were talking earlier? Whenever he's jerking off, titties, 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 titties. Well, it's not like what they're. Well, maybe it is what they're thinking. Bizarre. It says. Eight zero zero eight five. <laughs> well done. Like, what? He's eating, and it just says sandwich across his <laughs> visor. I do like here. This I felt like at about one hour fifty three seconds. Falcon sitting down to the communications uh, bridge here, and I I thought the Cobra microphone was a little it's extra. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. Why, like, why does that have to be that way? There, yes, the the microphone and is a in the shape of a cobra with the hood and fang mouth and it's everything. Like, it looks like a real yeah. snake. Yeah, it's, it's not even colored gray. It's green and red. <laughs> and if they're gonna do that, why didn't they just make a lot of other stuff? Yes. Cobra centric. But somebody was feeling very creative that day. Uh, he attempts a transmission, but the room is penetrated by vipers. He knocks a couple out, but is ultimately felled by the butt of a rifle. The renegades, uh, they bust out of the terror drum. Well, this part where Sarge straight up tips over an enormous shipping yeah, container. Good job. It's awesome. He's just a superhero. It reminded me of The Rock in Fast and Furious, I think, 7, where he punches the same kind of shipping container, dents it, and moves it. Yeah, that's impossible. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Oh, shit. All right, so... Boom! <laughs> Some great explosion animation mm-hmm. at this point. So the, the, the Renegades, they're busting out of the Terradrome. So, sorry, the hand-to-hand mm-hmm. fighting before that explosion is pretty sweet. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Actually, yeah, from this, this whole sequence is really well drawn, mm-hmm. really well animated. Uh, from outside the Terradrome, the, the Renegades are blowing up various Cobra, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Hardware and it all looks great. Red Dog shot just like four vehicles in a row, very yeah. casually. He has a, a very good aim. Yes, yeah. and that pistol is very powerful. <laughs> also, it's time to go, but but Sergeant Slaughter notices that Falcon is absent. He inquires where he is. Red Dog says, "Who cares?" You know, Sergeant Slaughter. He's not having that shit. He is. He grabs him by the shirt. He exclaims that you know everybody's going home or no one is going home. And then he blows up some more. Yes. <laughs> co- so this is where you really see oh like, my God. that, that, that uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, he's he's an honorable man. Sure. Like, you know, he's yeah. been he's been busting Falcon's busting balls, his hump, but, right? You know, but for for you know for a good reason. He's trying to get right. him alive. He's there too, but I mean, that's Falcon is with Sergeant yeah, no Slaughter man. to have his balls busted. That's right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they wouldn't have sent him there if they didn't think there was some promise. That's right. This yeah. part. Where Serpentor is slapping him. It's so coming off of a scene where there was so much hand to hand combat and explosions, it's so quiet and hilarious because you just hear It's <laughs> it's it's oddly it's it's funny and violent at the same time. It's I just like, it makes me laugh so around. hard. <laughs> just to watch him get beat like this. It's just so quiet and slight and just just, just like But it would be in there. It would be quiet. <laughs> would you rather there's some music playing in the background? Dun, 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 it, I'm just saying dun, 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 <laughs> It's very funny. It just yeah. sounds very funny. I wouldn't call it torture, but there is some uh, 
some violence taking place on Falcon by Serpentor in order to extract information. He's asking, you know, what's the purpose of their mission? And Falcon is not giving up the goods. He nope. continues to take the backhands. Serpentor tells him he can't hold out forever, and Falcon notes that he doesn't have to. He just has to hold out for five, five more minutes. minutes. Nobody even thinks to understand what that could possibly mean, but Serpentor says that if Falcon won't answer to him, he will answer to Nemesis Enforcer. And the music at this point, by the way, we're at the end of the minute, uh, the music at this point is straight out of season three of Transformers. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is all Transformers music. You can't resist forever. You're right. All, all I gotta do is hold out for five more Insolent fool, if you won't answer me, you can answer Nemesis Enforcer. How do you know how much time? Yeah, I was going to say kudos to him for being, one, knowing how much time they were going to set it for, and two, being down to the second right. (laughs) He's got to get a journal clock. So that's the end of our episode, guys. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We did it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) This was a terrible episode. Uh, Ryan, maybe uh, we've got a little bit of the... Uh... Crypt deviations. <laughs> yes, well, as per usual, we could not get our hands on that script at TFCon LA, but uh, we have the Buzz Dixon commentary from the DVD. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So in this one, uh, right up top, Buzz says, Shipwreck is my all-time favorite character. Yes. Yep. Unfortunately, we just couldn't find any place for him in the movie. If Hasbro told me you could do anything you want in this movie, this film would have been 90 minutes of Shipwreck on leave in Tijuana. That would be so awesome. (laughs) That would be such an awesome movie. Yeah. I I, I bet that it wouldn't. (laughs) I like the idea of Shipwreck on leave at Tijuana. While all this stuff is still happening, he just doesn't care. I'm on on vacation. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, where, the, where Roadblock gets Roadblock gets blinded, um, he said, uh, "I had an idea for years about a screenplay in the vein of the Defiant Ones, which is Sidney Poitier and Tony Curtis, where they're fugitives shackled together, mm-hmm. um, in which a blinded white bigot would have to carry a crippled black man in order to escape a forest fire." Um, it's not the worst. It's not a bad idea. Um, nothing ever came of it, and he just put it into here. Yes, yeah, I mean you had to have enemies working together to stay alive. Right. Um, Sergeant Slaughter and his men are so tough they eat pork sushi, which is a reference to the looks. Those ribs did look a little undercooked. Yeah, <laughs> they're very pink. I, I, I guess uh, of all the things that thing was welded out of, I didn't see a smokehouse. That's right. There's and they weren't using that fireplace. <laughs> That's right. That was just to keep them warm at the hearth. <laughs> kill, kin and kill, whatever. Um, so with the, the, to Falcon's no weapon challenge, um, Buzz was in the military, and he says there is actually a practical reason for not taking weapons on reconnaissance. Um, in World War II, they sent recon teams out without weapons because they didn't want the men to be tempted to shoot their way out of a tough situation so as not to alert the enemy as to how far they'd penetrated behind enemy lines. Falcon probably knew that. Yeah, probably. That was probably his impetus. <laughs> and then Sarge was like, I like the way you think. <laughs> Close off. <laughs> I don't know why you want Sarge to be the aggressive. Like, <laughs> Anyway. They'll be able to slip through those. Uh, those... Now everybody get greased up. We can go through those ducks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got the butter. <laughs> um, the animators had a real hard time keeping Sarge's hat on model and in scale, which I can see that. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're paused at uh, 30. 
and his it's hat very looks tiny. very tiny yeah. on his head. <laughs> it almost looks like he's wearing a fedora. And in yes, and in reference to that fight scene in the in the armory, he says, uh, "You have no idea how difficult it was to animate all those poker chips like flying around." Oh, which I can oh. see that now. Neither does he. He didn't do it. I know. I'm like, why are you taking credit? <laughs> like you can hand so those. Um, as for Super Sarge, uh, he says, "I didn't write that as being that big of an object." He toppled over. Yeah. I do like the idea of, of of Slaughter's hat slowly getting smaller <laughs> until it's like just a be- like a little beanie. <laughs> Um, as for, you know, side note on that, as to you know who Power Girl is in the DC universe? Nah. Well, she's got very large breasts, and the story behind that is the artist who initially drew her consecutively gave her bigger and bigger breasts until they noticed. (laughs) And apparently it took a while, because she's very stacked. And Um, then when they noticed, did they say, I guess they're like, stop. Yeah, like, that's good. Don't change it. We still like it. She has one of those little windows uh, so you can see her cleavage. Yeah, she's got big breasts. I mean, some superheroes can be Zoftig. Sure. Yeah, I've got no problems with that. (laughs) I mean, all right. Um, As for Falcon's torture... Uh, Buzz said, I was very happy to write this scene. I was taught when I was in the army, as an American, you don't torture prisoners. I was happy to write it then, and I'm happier now. Which is a bit of a muddled thesis, but I think he's trying to say, good guys don't torture. Yeah. Hmm. And that's all that I had for his commentary for this minute. Uh, cool. I love I love Buzz Dixon's comments. Like, you really... Well, yeah. some of them are better than others, as we'll see in the next episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Shots fired. I like Buzz Dixon, too, but sometimes... <laughs> His, his, his like the way he delivers things. I'm like, you've said this 150 times, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? True. The movie I, is 30 years old. I shook Bud, Buzz Dixon's hand. That's right. You met him. Shake my hand. I'm just transferring. Now his power by to you. by the. Uh, it's a Petrian touch. There we go. <laughs> oh, thank you. By the transitive property, I have shook 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 Buzz Dixon's hand. That's right. You're welcome. So, I've got a few voice actors that I'd want to cover here real quickly. Uh, awesome. We had uh, we already covered Scarlet, who was in this scene, but and I believe we've also covered Mainframe. Uh, Leatherneck, Lifeline, and Doc. So, Doc was uh, done by, you'll recall, we covered Buster mm-hmm. Jones Absolutely. in the Transformers Wait. series. This is, are you sure this isn't for the next one? No, they were all on the, the truck. Talking shit oh. about how smart they were for moving the BET. Oh, I didn't have Doc until the next one. Okay. Oh, well, fuck you then. Yep. Uh, he does show up in the next one, though. Okay, so Doc is voiced by Buster Jones. We have actually already covered Buster Jones in our Transformers work as the voice of Blaster. Mm-hmm. And as you know, he's deceased. R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> Lifeline was portrayed by uh, a gentleman by the name of Stan Wanjo. Apologies if I don't pronounce that correctly. 20 episodes of uh, G.I. Joe as Lifeline. He was DuckTales, Real Ghostbusters, and live action roles on Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. The Golden Girls, Knott's mm-hmm. Landing, and a lot of other ones. Those are just the ones mm-hmm. that I knew. And then Leatherneck was voiced by actor Chuck McCann, who is actually very prolific. Voice actor, comedian, puppeteer. His career dated back to the 1960s. I wrote 1060s. <laughs> I love long, that. Is a long, prolific Norman, career. Norman I also Con- like. He's been around since the Norman Conquest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good, good drop wow, in, Caleb. Dang. I also like how you spell Ducktales. D U K tales. 
Well, I'm trying to go fast. <laughs> it takes a long time to prepare. Um, anyway, Captain Kangaroo is where he started. Live action, he was on Santa Barbara, a show called Far Out Space Nuts. <laughs> I know that show. <laughs> really? Yes. He was also on Robin Hood Men in Tights, Dracula Dead and Loving It, so mm. that whole like kind of Zucker Brothers humor thing. Uh, voice work, Space Stars. He was inky and blinky, very versatile oh. in the Pac-Man animated series. Uh, a lot of episodes, 21 episodes, as a character called Orlock in a show called Galtar and the Golden Lance. Damn. Uh, a lot of the trauma things, Toxic Crusader, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So he was just like, I'll do anything silly. Yeah. <laughs> Animaniacs, Rescue Ra a lot of Disney stuff. Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears, Winnie the Pooh, Tailspin. His most prolific role was... Um, 57 episodes of DuckTales as wow. the voice of Duckworth, the, oh, the butler of Uncle Scrooge. And that's all I've got on voice actors. Fun. So maybe we should go into our iconic <laughs> Joe Mays. I noticed you did not make it longer. I didn't. Uh, well, listen, okay. I got a lot of He's, stuff to do. He does. <laughs> he does. Uh, Caleb, iconic moment. Uh, Faceplate comes off Cobra Commander. That's pretty easy. I feel like it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I specifically wrote his oafish teeth. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how he can talk at all. You can't talk with that kind of overbite. Right. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> the most absurd. Uh, well, okay. That's it, then. <laughs> We're done. You want to give out the, the details? <laughs> so thank you to all those who have been supporting us at the APDC store. Uh, cup recruitment poster by Ryan Jett. We have two left. Oh, my God. Shit. They're really two good posters, too. Limited editions. Uh, there's a few more pins than that. The APDC limited edition pin I series number one. I want to get started on another series. Yeah, me too. I will say also, um, Aaron, I pretty much finished the Starscream, that Pathetic Fools poster. I oh. wanted to send it over to you to get some tweaks like you did with the cup recruitment poster oh, to make okay. it look all polished. Ooh, exciting. Ooh, exciting. Could this be something we would give to the winner of the GMI Joe file card challenge? If they like Starscream, I guess so. Just um, put a flint hat on his head. Put a tiny little Sergeant Slaughter hat on his even head. Even better. There you go. I'm doing none of those <laughs> things. Appreciate your patronage. More artwork on the way, I promise. And uh, other than that, please listen, uh, subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. There's Five stars, please. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APodcast. If we're still on Twitter. <laughs> and then uh, the web presence, autopoddeceptacast.com. I'm sure Ryan will post some pictures of Power Girl. Mm -hmm. uh, I, there are some pretty fun screen grabs on this, like Sarge. Standing up in the in this little speeder boat, like yeah. there's this little stuff. hat here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the little hat. Twenty-seven is pretty good. Uh, so peep the shop, check the merch, buy something. G my Joe challenge. Yes. Post it and roast it. <laughs> bye everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs>
Oh, do you want to do that, like in the formal, formal? Uh, <laughs> do we have to do like, everything con- on context the of the show, yeah. or do you want it here and now? Oh, I can just. I thought I'd just tag it on the end. <laughs> All right, go for it. Oh, so it must be funny, not like unless it's. It'd be weird if you just said something that was really dark and sad. Oh yeah, my dad something. died in a plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it is related to my father. <clears throat> Good old Floyd. Uh, yep. Floyd Jett is his name. He, um, so he got a call from this woman he hadn't seen in, I don't know, 50 years. Um, because her daughter got a hit on a genealogy uh, website that said, you may be really, you may be closely related to Jeremy Jett and Cliff Jett. Mm-hmm. Jeremy being my brother, Cliff being my uncle. And, um, Yada, yada, yada. Turns out that this woman is someone that my dad w- used to work with whenever he was in college. On summer break, he was selling encyclopedias door to door, and she was one of the salespeople. And she had an on again, off again romance with the owner of the company. But then while it was off again, I guess she and my dad got together. Well, I have an older sister. Ah, Floyd, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> and she did this. <clears throat> The daughter didn't know anything about this, like, and the mother never told her. She thought, she said that, uh, you know, she wondered if maybe it was my dad's because she looked a lot like her, him, um, but never brought it up until this genealogy hit. And she's like asking her mom, like, do you know who these people are? And um, her mom's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <ew>. Blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's 49 and she lives in Texas. And it's, uh, it's, is is she expecting Floyd to like uh, drop up some money or something, <laughs> pay some of them reparations? I believe she's a doctor, or her no, her daughter's going to school to be a doctor. I don't know what she does, uh, but I mean, she uh, like she's got to be. I mean, my dad's seventy, so she's got to be yeah. like in their sixties probably. Uh-huh. Um, so he had a kid when he was twenty and didn't know it. The do- the daughter's forty nine, so it's my older sister's forty nine. Oh, I understand now. So yeah, but you're saying I've now done the math in my head properly. Yeah, the mother's probably in her wow. How's your dad taking all that? Uh, He went down to and met them in Arkansas and uh, met the daughter and everything. There are pictures which I do not have on me at the moment, but well, that's really cool. Yeah, they were all cool about it. What are their names? Let's Facebook them. I don't remember. You hope she's like hot somehow. She looks a lot like my sister. Floyd Jet. Bastard. <laughs> she got to come up in Facebook. Oh, nothing. Okay. Uh, Floyd Floyd Fest. Fest. I want to go to Floyd Fest 2019. Let's see what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an orgy with Ryan's dad. <laughs> uh, it's in Floyd, Virginia. Uh, oh, oh, it looks like a uh, garbage, garbage yes, hippie, hippie jam band festival. the string cheese incident. <laughs> yep. All right. See you so later, Floyd I just, Fest. It's interesting. I think this is going to be more and more like, I mean, it's also being used, the genealogy sites and stuff like that are also being used to solve crimes, but I think we're going to have find a lot of people with secret families. Probably. Yeah. I, I'm wondering now, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop on my family or something. <laughs> you know. Have you done a genealogy test? Uh... No. I think you might find out your closer relation to Floyd Jett than your own parents. <laughs> I was thinking I would rock. The meeting would be brothers. <laughs> I, was, I saw the picture your sister did on the Snapchat of her as oh, a Oh, God. <laughs> Put it right next to Caleb's picture. It was, that was pretty creepy. funny. It was really creepy. I was not, I was, I said it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so I no, need to do the, I want to do the DNA test. I just haven't uh, done it yet. I, uh, I want to do, um, I want to do that as well, and I also want to do the health aspect, so you can check out and see how you're going to die, basically. I can already tell you how you're going to die. Heart attack. 
Thanks. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I'll die. That's how everybody, in my, everything in my family is pulmonary related. Yeah. 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 Me, it'll be probably a heart attack as well. Hey, three for three. Uh, and if a heart attack doesn't get me, dementia it certainly will. Let's hope, let's hope the first one gets you first. I'd hate to see your mind go. <laughs> I, if it does, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be like the Svengali. Like you should sign this paper. It would be interesting to have you on, when we're on like episode five thousand, <laughs> and you're like just kind of a, I don't know. What you're... are we doing here? <laughs> Cut that out. Still... I don't like that. And part. interestingly, you're like kind of back to playing with the toys again right, instead right. of just having them on the shelf. I'll, 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 since I don't have any kids of my own, you know, how people with Alzheimer's often forget their the kids. The DNA test I'll probably, prove otherwise. That's true. But, you know, people with Alzheimer's will forget their children or forget that this person next to them is their kid. I'll probably think you guys are my kid. I'll have invented <laughs> some. It's kind of sweet. We'll play history. along. All right. Thanks, thanks Dad. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, can I have some running around money? Yeah. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Yo, by, pops. Then, by then it'll all be credits. Yeah. <laughs> Just scan it into my palm. Yeah. <laughs> blow cells, blow cells, where we sell good.